Welcome back to Biff, a podcast about superhero TV shows, movies, and amphibians hit by electrical discharges. My name is Dan Morin, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, John Moltz is here. Hi, John. Say what you want about Senator Kelly, but uh, the man was well hydrated. <laughs> Guy English is also here. Hi, Guy. Uh, I, I can't follow that joke. I just don't <laughs> care enough about that joke to even try to make a joke. <laughs> That's fair. And now I've made it Sorry, twice because I made it before we started the show. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what <laughs> took me out of it. And you know what? I was thinking about making a joke of how tedious our tech talk before this, like not tech talk that anybody wants to hear, just like how to set up recording. That felt like it was interminable. But it's and great that like coming out coming out the other side of that, I was looking forward to a good joke to like get the show mm. rolling. No, I'm just glad just seven years to the, in to we finally well. figured out how to record this show. Yeah, <laughs> and well, break a guy. Yeah. And break a guy. Exactly. Uh, well, speaking of uh, of throwbacks, um, this week we're doing a bit of a throwback by uh, revisiting a classic, classic comic book movie. Sure. It's classic. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Now, I guess it's 20, almost 25 years, years old. 2000? Yeah, so it's yeah. almost it's almost a quarter of a century yeah, old. Yeah. Oof. Uh, <laughs> now we all wow. feel old. Old, definitely old enough to drink. <laughs> we've all we've all turned into giant pools of water. Yeah. Um, <laughs> X Men 2000 year 2000s X Men. Um, the show, the movie that pretty much started. I mean, at least that the the current wave of comic book movies. Yeah. I think you could, uh, sure. you know, say that. Do the, we like, want to go meta on it now, or do we want to go meta on it at the end? Well, do we want to go meta it, on I mean, it? Period. Prior prior to this, like so many of the movies prior to this were were um, influenced by Batman, right? And Which had was sort of yeah, a and super, comic super, I'd throw Superman in there too. Yeah, well, Batman '89. Like the Superman movie is fairly realistic. I mean, it does have comic-y jokes yeah. in it and stuff like that, but it's not. It doesn't have that. I mean, like the visuals got that it's not comic booky. Whereas, uh, well, I mean, yes, it depends. What so I, mean, I mean, that's a whole discussion about what that means. Because I was going to say going into this, not to you know get too meta right off the bat, is that this is a comic book movie with a capital C and a capital B was the way I thought about it. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's fair, and I think that's kind of what Batman is, too. Certainly Burton's Batman, whereas I think uh, the Superman movie is almost like a 70s movie. Like, there's yeah, well, a lot about yeah. that, new, like that newsroom kind of thing. Movie. It has, sure, but, like, the newsroom vibe, you know, like the gumshoe reporter, like the Ernstein yeah. and what's-his-face. Like, it's got a bit of a vibe for that, uh, whereas I think Batman is, you know, Burton with a budget. I mean, uh, and I think Superman is kind of closer to that. Uh, Superman almost has more in common with like 2001 or Star Wars than a, a lot way, of other I, comic book movies in, in a certain so. degree of aesthetic. Yes. yes, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, um, cool. Good show. Yeah. Anyway. Great show. I'm glad we really broke this down. I don't know. Do we want to recap the plot of this insofar as there is a plot of this movie? I think it's uh, I think it's a little interesting we hit it on the high notes. I mean this, you know, the broad strokes because yeah, they capture a lot of classic sort of X-Men stuff in it um while managing to tell a relatively new story. Right? So it starts with holy cow, it is yeah. not messing around. Yeah. It I was admiring how uh how quickly 
this movie gets into the business that it wants to do. And it is not shy. Like, you do not start in a concentration camp yeah. during the Holocaust unless you're very, very sure of yourself. I mean, I think that's the kind of... I would be terrified to write a scene like that, right? Like, yeah, oh, no kidding. So many horrible ways, like, if you, don't, if you could screw it up so badly. And yet, it works so well in this uh in this yeah movie. it's so powerful and it lasted it, longer than i thought i I, yeah. I thought it was going to be like a 30 second thing it's on minutes well the, the thing is oh, I, I i remember and i like i mean i think if i had thought about it more deeply or i would have remembered that it was in this movie but i kind of remember the scene being from first class because they yeah because they go back to, to that yeah in first class yeah. um yeah and uh it was it was so, sort of shocking when i queued this up to play it again i was like oh wow that is in this isn't it? <laughs> yeah yeah it's, are, it is a brutal. it is definitely an effective opening for sure. I feel like there's one thing I do want to disclaim off the top of this episode just for for uh you know current events reasons. This movie was directed by Brian Singer, oh, a yeah. um a a guy who has gotten himself into a lot of hot water for some really terrible behavior. I don't know that he I don't think he's ever been officially convicted of it, but he has certainly been accused of yeah, many I think awful he was, things. Yeah, I think he was actually acquitted of something, right? Like the anyway, yeah. Anyways, oh, no, I'm uh, thinking by all accounts, else. never mind. <laughs> the game yeah. by the so horrible many, person. So that's the other guy. People. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but at least I sh- it's worth saying that he is extremely um, contentious, and uh, there are a lot of people who have accused him of doing some awful things. I don't think any of us is, you know, um, <laughs> here to endorse Brian Singer by any means. No, but no, you know, no. and I, I think that you know, we just want to sort of acknowledge off the top um, that we're t- treating this from a a yeah we're separating the artist standpoint. from the art I think, yeah. at this point um because it's a, it's a lot of, i mean it's, a, it's definitely bad stuff that happened but it's been talked about a lot already so i don't think we need to go into it too much but other yeah. than identifying it yeah um so uh, yeah so as you said we start off you know we've got sort of a flashback uh with magneto's origin story um, it is one of Which many. I believe was original to this movie. I don't think I previously done that. Not, but maybe I'm wrong. I think he was definitely. I he's always been a, a Holocaust survivor. A Holocaust survivor. Yeah. yeah. Has he? Yeah. Okay. I think that's yeah. true. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, it works uh, so perfectly for the character. Not that I would want to wish that on anybody, but like in terms of a motivation. Sure. The whole movie, you're like, yep. Yeah. You're not a good guy, but I kind of can't be mad at you that much. So. Yeah. Yeah. There, there are a lot of you know. I think what's interesting about X Men is that in general is that it is a potent allegory for any number of things throughout human history and throughout the 20th century too i mean you know certainly we delve into um issues of uh, sexual identity right the like the closeted homosexuality um and we delve into especially i feel like well i mean just overall the the characters in general like Mm -hmm. you know like have always been used as allegories for right anybody who's sort of treated as outsiders or or treated as different and you know various you know uh aspects of that have been you know put into play as uh, using this sort of um framework for for telling these stories i think there's also a very clear you know, a uh, line drawn between Professor X and Magneto as sort of Martin Luther King, Malcolm X analogs. Yeah. Um, that is explicitly referenced late in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, 
you know, various other, you know, obviously the Holocaust being another example of, you know, people literally being, um, uh, you know, treated differently and and murdered for who they were. Um, <laughs> treated differently is... Yeah, I'm not trying not to couch stuff, sorry. I'm just trying to find ways of saying <laughs> yeah, these, like, eloquently. Yeah, right. Without going into yeah. horrible details. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And, you know, also, there are tons of little bits about that, like, sprinkled throughout this movie. Like, there's one part where, you know, uh, um, uh, Kelly has a list of mutants in the United States, which obviously is like a McCarthyism mm -hmm. um, sort of, you know, tip of the hat there. Like, all these things are into play here. And I think it's one of the things that has always made X-Men very, like, resonant for people, especially the kind of people yeah. who read comic books. Yeah. 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 Like, Certainly resonant, but, like... Uh, because these, it's sort of an abstraction around uh, an othering. Uh, it kind of updates with the times. Do you know what I mean? Like, because we well, haven't. It's not like as humanity. It's not we, like we solved. We haven't gotten better. Or yeah. Yeah, well. or whatever. It's not like it's not like we're getting any better. But um, I think you know, certainly when it started in the '60s, even all through when I was reading in the '80s and all that, uh, not a lot of uh, trans representation for sure. Uh, and yet the framework of these movies, I think, fits that. Uh, I don't want to say that's a more modern struggle, but that is a struggle that is... Uh, we talk about it a lot more now, right? And it's, uh, I think, sort of the next step in terms of like, okay, we are not great <laughs> with uh, LGBTQ issues, but we... We have legalized gay marriage now, so, you know, we're getting there. It's, it's less of a, uh, a hurdle than it used to be back in, the, certainly, in the McCarthy days. Uh, and I feel like the X-Men as a framework sets itself up so well in order to address whatever yeah. uh, topic you want to deal with. And, and I, this sounds like a joke, but I think Star Trek does the same thing, right? Like, it's, hey, we can go to this fantastic world, and here is a framework through which we well, can discover... Yeah, I mean, it's, well, you know. it's, the, it's the thing science fiction has always been good at in general, sure. which yeah. is basically, yeah. let's use these things as a covert way, you know, not, not always subtle of talking about things that are actually happening in the real world. And I mean, I think in particular, also, the fact that in the Marvel Universe, the X-Men and mutation essentially has always been linked explicitly to puberty yeah. um, yep. as yep. like a stage <laughs> is a very clear indication well, of like... <laughs> You know, there's a universality to it, for one thing, right? Everybody goes through it, and everybody has, like, experiences where they feel alienated and, like, right. awkward. what's going on. Yeah. and Yeah, awkward and, and all of that. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And, I mean, and the, it, you know, the, the thing with Rogue at the beginning yes. is so, yeah. it's so very much like, it's puberty. Yeah, remember, yeah, when you make out with somebody, they may go into a coma. Just it's saying. Kind of, oh God. It's like the horror Imagine. movie thing, you know, where the kids sneak off to have yes. sex in the woods and yes, exactly. get murdered. Yeah. Man, imagine your first kiss and you like <laughs> harm somebody. That would God, that would scare you for life. Yeah. But that's kind of what I was getting at. It'd be look, so A, we start with uh Eric Lyncher in the Holocaust. Then we go we go immediately to Vogue, I think. Yes. Vogue kissing the, yeah, the I kid. Think so. Yeah, because we don't get to Wolverine is, until after she's on the run. Yeah, yeah. So we go immediately to Rogue, which is like a very different kind of scene. And she's like, you know, got the the young Southern Belle kind of thing. Uh, what's the actress's name? Anna Paquin. Anna Paquin, yeah. Anna Paquin, yeah. Yeah. Who is a, uh, I believe, an Oscar winner already at the time of this. She won, She's the 
Oh, at one point, at least the youngest person, yeah, to ever win an Oscar. Yeah, she's terrific. Like that, yeah. just that scene in the beginning with the with the boy that she kisses. I'm like, oh god, that is a different kind of heartbreak. But I'm feeling it. Like it's this movie is yeah. unrelenting at the, the beginning. The movie, it's interesting too. Like the movie is sort of packed with heavy hitters. Honestly, yeah. some of whom were <laughs> not necessarily heavy hitters at the time. But I I, I appreciated. The fact that looking over the cast list, I was like, many of these people are still around and working prominently today, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It's funny. I was thinking it's just there's some shots with like goof shots and all that, and I'm like, man, there are so many famous, beautiful people in this scene <laughs> that they left Halle Berry in the back. Yeah, like that's you have so many beautiful people. You've got to spare yeah. Halle Berry. She's poorly was, used like, in this entire. I, that was also just, on my list of things. Yeah. She I mean, is treated I, really badly in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I don't think she fits this role that well, honestly. Um, well, that's unfortunately. That is I, honestly that, my feeling about this movie comes into a couple different standpoints, which is there are people who are very well cast in this movie, mm-hmm. and then there are a handful of people who I think. You're good, but you're not quite right for this role. I'm not. This may be contentious, but I'm not sure Fem Jansen is exactly the Jean Grey. I I think she's good, but she is not. I think she's fine. She's not the right person quite for that role. Wait, John, are you agreeing with Dan? I think I think so. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. I think she's fine. I would say. I would say that. I don't think she's. I don't. Definitely fine. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) but I just. I don't think that it. And I think maybe some of it's just writing, um, but yeah, but they do such a good job with, I mean, there's, they, they don't get a lot of time anyway. They, and they do such a good job with other characters that I think overall the characterization is very good in this movie. Um, it's just, it's just like, they don't have enough time for, for Scott and Gene and Aurora to make them really stand out that that much. James Marsden does excellent work with what yes, he's given. What he's I think really he's does. actually yeah. nailed it in here. I think that's a great piece of casting. I think honestly, yeah, he's, he's. I think yeah, he is. He is Scott, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the little smirks he give. Yeah. I, lo- I love it when uh, man, a Jean leaves uh, the room that she's been. I don't know, brain scanning Logan in or something, and uh, Logan's like, "Are you going to tell me to stay away from my girl?" <laughs> Your girl, and he's like, if I had to tell you to stay away from my girl, she wouldn't be my girl, would she? And then he's whatever, it's like a little bit, and then he just sticks his head back in the door, and he's like, and looking, stay away from my girl. <laughs> That's that is that is a Scott Summers like you kind of nailed that character in just that scene. Yeah, he had it yeah. so perfectly. Yeah. Like if he hadn't had that one little, and by the way, I'm still gonna alpha dog you. Like he he nailed it. It was great. Like yeah. he handled yeah. it amazingly I, well, well, and, and I, then he and still love, had to do the alpha dog thing. It was like, come on. Dude. I love it later when Logan flips him off with his claws. Yes. Yeah. and he laughs about it. Like he's like, okay, that was good. <laughs> yeah, I, I, the like, whole, I hate your like, guts, honestly, but that was funny. I. When there's like uh, you know Mystique running around as Wolverine, and they oh, just yeah. need that part of the story to be over, like it doesn't make any sense. Like that they that this is a this is top. This might be the best moment in this film. Actually, I think I, for me that it's the one that I remember laughing at in the theater, oh, yeah, and it completely. still works twenty four years later. In the top ten comic book movie moments. It's yeah. just really good. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so wait, de- sorry, the I line got- is delivered so well because. He delivers it very naturally, um, as yes. if a little bit more Hugh Jackman almost, I guess, because Wolverine yeah. is so like tough guy. Um, I don't, I don't know. It, first to, to, it comes, it comes out so smoothly and well, and like just yeah. like a joke 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I love the it's delivery. Almost, it's got the energy of uh, that weird little shrug that you know Han Solo or, or specifically right. Kylo Ren makes mm, or mm-hmm. when when he pulls the lightsaber out and he's like, no, oh, yeah. lightsaber." <laughs> so yeah, like, yeah, yeah right, right. It's got yeah. that sort of yeah, energy to it. Like, yeah. you have a dick. I don't know. Yeah. And it just oh, it's okay. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> and, I, and I was okay gonna, is perfect. It's yeah, just it's such just a, a good like, response. The delivery is perfect. Yeah. Everything's wonderful about it. Um, and I wanted to say I do think overall, despite those misgivings about the the casting of the heroes. Uh, they come out way better than the villains for the most part, in my opinion. Sure. Other than Ian McKellen, I yeah. think a lot of the villains are kind of not Cardboard cut out. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, yes. This is the, if there is a problem with this movie, it is that they take that amazing backstory that they have given Magneto, and then they just be like, "All right, I'm a Bond villain now." Right? Like it's it's it is comic booky to the yeah. max to my mind, and it's the one thing that disappoints me about it because McKellen and Patrick Stewart facing off against each other is wonderful. Those two mm-hmm. actors are exactly the right match in gravitas for you to yeah. believe that they both ha- they have this friendship slash enmity that goes back decades. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's so well executed that the it is disappointing to me that the comic bookiness of the the villain plot kind of ends up taking over in the end. But I. Okay, you that's know my opinion. Let's, let's do a brief recap so that A, we can anchor ourselves, uh, and B, just in case other readers haven't seen this in 20 years. Yeah. Uh, so we, we start off with meet Eric as a child, then we meet Vogue. She, uh, you know, her powers uh, affect the you know, boy who goes into a coma f- for three weeks. Then we meet Jean Grey, I believe, giving a speech in front of the Senate. Which is a weird looking Senate room. Yeah, it couldn't afford the actual Senate room. It looks cool. Whatever. Looks cooler than the Senate, if you ask me. But whatever. It looks looks like an even eviler version of the Senate. Right. And then we see, uh, you know, Senator Kelly, Grant Snedding, in what I'm sure at the time was meant to be a right wing lunatic way. And yet these days seems very measured and kind of of almost centrist. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, and so that sets up the plot, or, or sets up the essential sort of conflicts. Uh, then where do we go? We go to the bar and meet Wolverine. Yeah, so we uh, suddenly we're in, yeah. we're in Canada, um, and Wolverine is cage fighting and, and handily, like, trouncing everybody who goes up against him, of course. And one of the guys wants his money back, uh, goes to stab him, Rogue screams, and... Logan managed to manage, you know, managed to stop him, but then it has to leave. And so she jumps in the back of his truck and he finds out. And then, you know, they uh, reveal to each other that they're both mutants. And how do you, how do you feel about this character motivation from on Rogue's part? A, I like that she was in the South. She was telling her boyfriend that she wanted to go to Alaska. Yeah. Like, well, they got to give her an excuse. Yeah, they got to give her a reason to end up, <laughs> suddenly end up in Canada to meet Wolverine. I know, but that scene w- works really well and it's very yeah. economical. It's yeah, like, here's yeah, my yeah. thing. I want to go here. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to run away. Yeah, I guess yeah. I'll follow I mean, my dream. Right, this movie you know? is very, it's plotted very briskly and it moves very quickly. Like, think about yeah. how fast that scene of progression is from the, she's in the, you know, she gets in the car. 
she, you know, Wolverine finds her and like then they're hanging out yeah. together and then yeah. immediately fight. They're, right? Yeah. They're basically buddies. They're they're like they're like long term buddies by the time <laughs> Sabretooth which is about, shows up. Which, which is, is about, about five, five minutes. minutes later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's mean, also um I wanted to mention but it Hugh Jackman is is Hugh Jackman is doing a yes, proto work. Pedro Pascal kind of yeah. like <laughs> Yeah, kinda. Yeah. I mean like yeah, I mean it's yeah. but it's you know, he's he's being like you know like he is in the comic books, he has long been a sort of mentor to younger to female, usually um, X-Men. Yeah. And, you know, famously Kitty Pride, of course, and, and Jubilee in the, Kitty, in the Pride, cartoons yeah, Jubilee. as well. Yeah. And then there's um, armor, I think too. Uh, anyway, there's a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> there's there a is a bit strength. about how they, two things. There's a bit about how they collapse some of the like other characters. She's, this rogue is kind of got an amalgam of a little bit of Jubilee yeah. and a little bit of Kitty Pride in there as well. Yeah. Um, Both of who show up a, in this movie too. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's super quick background. cameos. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Although, is it, I guess, well, we see a woman wearing a yellow. They're, yeah. they're indeed. Yeah. I mean, she looks very right. much like, like one of the Jubilee. cases. Yeah. I think yeah, it is a cameo. Yeah. And, it, yeah. and, and like we definitely see Kitty Pride. Yes. And I walk through the door. Who eventually, I guess, recast, right? Yes. We get Elliot Page next time. Um, which is you know another inspired casting choice but uh what i was gonna say was there's also some weird resonance in this scene with him up in canada as the uh, like cage fighting to me with the scenes in man of steel where clark is off working as like a like a lumberjack oil rig guy i don't know whatever but like and i kind of right doesn't he do like yeah so like i i enjoyed kind of a bit that there's like oh you know you're a you're a superhero got to find your way in life Head up to Canada. <laughs> Land of the free, home of the brave. It's cold and there aren't that many other people up there, so you're fine. It's not that cold. Well, I mean, they're in like Alberta, <laughs> like northern yeah. Alberta or something. Alberta, though, it's real cold. Yeah, I'm just mostly joking. Um, so she runs away. She jumps into the truck, which I find a little weird character motivation-wise. Also, but- how does she know that's his truck? <laughs> I, guess yeah, I think she follows him out is kind of yeah, the implication. Yeah, so, but, yeah, whatever, it doesn't matter. But also, he's Wolverine, for crying out loud. Like, he gets caught flat-footed so many times in this movie that in future storytelling of, like, how amazing Wolverine senses and all of that are, like, it just doesn't, doesn't compute. Uh, but I kind of like him a lot more in this movie. Like, when he ca- crashes the car, yeah. wow. Yeah. That is amazing. He it's just crazy. goes flying, and he's just knocked out. He's that, just yeah. lying there and broken that is a good scene although again talking about the briskness of pacing is it literally comes from a scene where she's like you should put on your seatbelt yeah (laughs) immediately throw him out the car window it is funny but it's it is it's the we've got to move to the next scene now Mm -hmm. (laughs) 100 like very efficient you can so much see that on set like it's like that wasn't in the script it was like suddenly a tree falls and then he goes flying And then they were like, well, we need to motivate why he actually flies out of this window. So let's just have her say, (laughs) put your seatbelt on at the very last second. Like the odds of you being told to put on your seatbelt mere (laughs) moments before you definitely need to put on your seatbelt are like so... So, so they slim. go up when you're being chased by boy Sabretooth. So, <laughs> but they didn't know they were being chased. They had no. There was no. In chase, they fell in. He was lying in wait. Yeah, Even better. Right. He really. I like how how long he lies in wait too. It's like he does that. He's been there for days. <laughs> but no. But he just waits for Wolverine to 
get himself fixed yeah, up and right. start walking towards the car. It's like, you could have just grabbed the girl. Well, Sabretooth is such an anti-Biff of a henchman that I kind of <laughs> love him. I kind of love how bad he is at his job. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Um, yeah, so he shows up and then um, Cyclops and Storm show up to stop him and they drag everybody back to the mansion. I like um, I like some of the cinematography yes. in in this particular where where you see them in the background but they don't focus yeah. on them they're still focused on Sabretooth and then the wind starts kicking up um and I think that's done really well I think there's a few shots like that and throughout the movie yeah that are it's, done very well. it's not a showy movie I think that shot mm-hmm. of Wolverine fly, like lying in the heap sort of like top down yeah. where he, after he's flown out yeah. of the car is pretty good. Like there are, yeah. there are definitely yeah. a handful of those shots, especially also, early on. Harder to get that shot in. Like they needed the crane shot to get that. Yeah. Like that was a yeah. big setup to get that. Right. You, can't, you don't have a drone at this point. You don't have right? a drone back yeah. then. Yeah. You know, I, I think there's some times where these CG is not quite great, but, uh, they use the camera really, really well. Yeah, the, the and, scene and that shot, especially with like Storm and like uh, Scott in the background with the wind picking up and all of the snow coming. Great. I, I wanted I, to call out. I felt it. The, it's interesting watching this from a perspective of you know twenty four years later when this is very early CGI days. Um, but I love the shot, the head on shot of the claws coming out mm-hmm. in the bar. Yeah, I yep. think that's excellent. And yeah. like. You can kind of tell it's prosthetic now with uh, like watching it in you know high def or whatever, but it still looks great and it feels very real in yeah. terms of and the what in he, the comment you know calling it out later when she asks him if it hurts. Yes, that's a great line. And he's like he's like every time, <sighs> which every is time. not something yeah. I remember from the you know it, maybe it's a line from the comic book that I one that I haven't read, but I'd never remember him saying that in the comic book. They um, kind of no. gloss over it. I always feel like the fact that essentially yeah. it's cutting popping out every time right right? like well it's no fun when you need him to be like you know and it doesn't he does it all the time so (laughs) it doesn't seem like they also kind of move them right because in the comic book for years i always thought they came out of the back of the hand and they come out of the knuckles which makes a lot more sense um yeah and also helps them with the you know with the because he's got a thing where he grips onto the you know the yeah, blades. Um, it His works. First appearance in Hulk, they're like telescoping mm. knives on his gloves. Basically, they're just not even built into him. Yeah. Uh. So whatever they adapted the character a lot, right. and I, I, the fact don't get me started he, on bone claws though, because that's crazy. God, no. I got I feelings wanna... about it, but I'll, I'll, I'll let them go. <laughs> I, That'll come up I later. don't know what you're talking about. They yeah. don't exist. They're. Uh, well, we'll, we'll go into that and, later because uh, I have yeah, that's, yeah. some yeah. getting different, killed. Different movie. things that just don't happen. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, our good guys take our misbegotten, woebegone guys, right? Like uh, Vogue and Wolverine get picked up by Storm and Cyclops, which, when you think about it, are a pretty heavy hitting duo. Like, if you get Storm and Cyclops together, I feel like you got a pretty. That's a solid mission like that if you're going to make an away team that's like you know put wharf and data on it kind of thing it's like just make sure it gets done uh anyway so then we get back to uh the x mansion and well we don't know where we are but we uh, logan wakes up and grabs uh dr gene gray who 
is somehow an MD. I don't know. Apparently, sure. they could not afford Beast. <laughs> they cut Beast from the script because of oh, really? f- of uh, budget stuff, and so they basically transferred some of that to her. I think it works well because one more character, and none of these people would have had any. Yeah, really. No, I don't think, yeah. at all. Yep. Is know? she a is she a doctor in the comic, like a psychologist or something? Or I don't is she just not her a, being not that. at all? I don't, I don't remember. I mean, she was a kid. She was like in school when I, mean, I can you even get a PhD then... at Xavier School for <laughs> Gifted Young? <youngsters. laughs> is it accredited? Is that the question? <laughs> I yeah, <don't>. really. <laughs> I'm going to say no. I would think not. <laughs> It has a really nice a, plaque, though. It's a I will secret say that. school. <laughs> yeah. Got a PhD in gifts. I, I got a little annoyed in the bit, like the fact that they mentioned that she's a doctor here, but like she doesn't correct the senator because she he keeps calling her Miss Gray. And I'm like, man, if I were a doctor, I would definitely be like, <laughs> yeah, right. it's Dr. Gray. Yeah. Back yeah. the F off. She didn't go to four uh, yeah. years of six years of mutant high. To- <laughs> <laughs> it only takes four years, but she Wait, went there yeah, for six. That doesn't make any sense. I think that's part of <laughs> six years of mutant eye. <laughs> uh, I think that's uh, part of the efficiency of the storytelling, right? Like sure. with this movie. It's like, you know what? How do we make sure that you know, without a doubt, that yeah. Kelly is a jackass? Pretty much every word out of his mouth yeah. serves the point that he's a jackass. And, you know, underlining that is... I think it would have suited her character, which they could have done with bulking up a little bit more. But uh, I don't think that they were putting those words in his mouth in order to flesh out both of them. I think Mm -hmm. they were just like, okay, what are the dumbest, most awful things we can have this guy say? The... um I also yeah say want to say overall this movie's like what like an hour forty five like it is it's tight man it is short in an era yeah. of and I still like well, they still thought it was too long and too expensive of course but like you know man you can barely get away with making an hour forty five minute movie these years I wish they would <laughs> yeah I mean well the Marvels yeah. was the Marvels was pretty short but like yeah yeah, 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 yeah still, I know tight. it's a great I mean yeah. I really yeah, enjoyed it fun. <laughs> like, yeah uh, I I do want to say stop the making scene, them three hours is what I'm saying this bit. This bit where we have Logan running around the mansion and then Charles gives him the whole download is definitely it feels very 90s storytelling to me like yes. it it's, yeah. it is super explication like right. and yeah, they yeah. try yeah. to a it's like okay we know not everybody watching this movie is going to be an X-Men fan so let's give you the download <laughs> but it also is to me the moment that shines m- the brightest light on the contrast between this and the MCU just a few years later, which mm-hmm. is we are going to lead into like people's code names, people having outfits, like <laughs> all of that is very like hit very hard in the head. And they try to make a light of it, which I give them credit for. But at the same time, it is the moment where you feel like the grounding is there are elements of the grounding in this movie, but it, it is at the end of the day, not as concerned with presenting itself as grounded in the quote unquote real world. Yeah. Do you know, although I wish they had gone bigger with the costumes, honestly. Well, like I, like, you know, I think at the time that like, Oh, Hey, you got, you got to make him black. You know, got to make him black with just like some highlighting colors. I think in in retrospect though, I think, you know, 
you could you could do a better costume that would be more identifiable. Um, you know, pick them out from a crowd. I think it's just the idea of them having uniforms in general is something that feels <laughs> very weird. Silly. Like it's it's a little yeah. era, later seasons of Arrow where they have all the mannequins yeah. with the costumes, and it's like, yeah, uh, is that really? Is that a, I like first class. That? I think first class did a nice. These are the like yellow, yeah. spl- like yellow mid bit and blue. I mean, the one thing, know, I mean, like at, at, at the same time, almost around the same time, I believe, um, was it Grant Morrison's X Men? Um, uh, the one that's drawn by Frank Quitley. Um, yeah, the one where, where Beast has like more of a pronounced. Yeah, it's more like a cat face. Yeah, yeah um, cat, they sure. they you know they have like jackets that are you know and they're they've got big X's on them and they're, they're, they're similar to the movie ones, but they're a little bit more bold in colors and have more style yeah. to them. I just, I don't Anyway, it doesn't matter. So to your point, Dan, uh, in grounding, if this was not, if this was any other man, but Patrick Stewart, there is no way this exposition machine <laughs> no well i agree with you i agree with any you. other man it's just patrick stewart sitting there in his chair being like here is a list of insane and crazy things and i'm gonna say them earnestly and i've spent i, I do my feel, career is based I like on getting the dumbest though. things i was gonna say sort of i like him running around like when trying to get out um yeah and you know when xavier whispering in his head um, and then it's like it's a little weird. Now we're it's gonna do trolly. a montage. Now we're gonna do the, the schools. The, the, the schools brochure. Yeah, but it's it's part of that thing where um, you need somebody to have a little bit of business going on, right? Like he could have just rolled up to that hospital bed. And yes. Mean, like let's have a chat. But instead, we get you know Logan uh, exploring the facility. We get to learn some of the geography. Like they're we feel underground right like there like there's the secret area where it's all metallic and it looks you know like you're on the yeah. enterprise yeah the Star Trek and then you come quarters. up and it's like wood paneling and like okay so above that there's a school it's very uh, uh bat cave ween manner right sort of right yeah. right and so we and we learn this in the course of this exposition dump uh and i think it's done pretty well i i think it's effective yeah I, it's the moment that takes me out of the movie a bit where he's like sure this is scott also known as Cyclops, like, I don't, just, yeah. it, and I, I agree with you 100%. Patrick Stewart had spent so many years on Star Trek being able yeah. to take that all and like, I'm going to just deliver this in my Shakespearean, with my Shakespearean best. And he's he does so very, yeah. he does very well. He brings yeah. the gravitas and he manages to sell it even as I'm sitting there going like, this is ridiculous and should not work at all. And I think they also do a good job. I mean, Hugh Jackman apparently was cast for this like three weeks into filming. He was not, because originally yeah. it was supposed to be Doug Ray Scott, um, which would have been, boy, very, I guess maybe very Scottish. Um, and <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Yeah, I don't Doug Ray Scott, do he was the, da- um, uh, oh, short on uh, Batwoman. He was the dad. He was the, um, Batwoman, he was the okay. remember the guy who ran like the, the private military or whatever oh, on Batwoman? Oh, yeah. Yeah, guy, huh? yeah, yeah. He was the yeah. he was double he could not do this because of a conflict with he's the villain in Mission Impossible Two, uh, Doug Ray Scott. Oh, Some bad career yeah. choices, Doug Ray Scott. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Being in an Ang Lee movie with Tom with like Tom Cruise, John is Woo, not, please, not Ang Lee. Sorry, John. Very different. Wait, wait, yeah, no, yeah, who's really, the director? No, who's the director? John Woo. John Woo. Mission Impossible what? Two is John Mission Woo. Impossible Two. Yes, without a doubt. 
Doves. Flying doves. Oh, do you know what? It's, I am going insane. You're yes. thinking of the Hulk. De- I'm, yes, very yeah. much. I just watched... <laughs> last night, I just watched the Hulk. And I'm like, man. <laughs> and Lee's <laughs> got... <laughs> like the old, like the 2003 Hulk. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That is a... There's, the, there's a uh, I have opinions about it. I, I actually... Movie. I kind of like it. I like the... The, just the we'll come back to that one yeah yeah we're it, coming it, back it, to that it, one it let's, commits yeah, to the bit let's bits, talk about the movie know, we're it, talking about yeah uh anyway so sorry about that yeah uh, uh anyway yes uh but hugh jackman is really you know the ability for him to lighten the mood at any moment in this movie as the audience proxy i think is yeah, yeah. clutch like yeah, his yeah. bit his bit there about what do they call you wheels while being kind of insulting is mm-hmm. also a good way of kind of defeat i mean let's not let's be clear logan kind of also a jerk in this movie oh he's a huge yeah. dick yeah he's, kind, he's a total dick yeah he's got a heart of gold he but keeps he's, stealing you know. scott's cars and yeah <laughs> cycles right. and well and, and what does scott, do? scott do to afford the uh, car and that motorcycle i mean the, the calling a guy in a wheelchair wheels though is oh yeah it's very that's not dickish. okay pretty like, pretty low not okay yeah. uh but yeah. also the uh you know like he he keeps trying to like you know he's macking on gene right yeah he right, keeps right. seeing like oh i'm gonna take my shirt off or <laughs> right read my yeah. mind and it's like dude come on <laughs> keep the claws in your hand if you will <laughs> oh. i like that she's kind of into him but like not well that's the classic yeah, it's right. the gene yeah. the gene scott logan like they felt like yeah. they had to do it and it's like all right i mean it is sort of an iconic love triangle they right. do they do kind of say like at some point he's like oh at the very end of the movie uh, we'll get there but at the very end of the movie she's like uh you know rogue i think has got a bit of a she's kind of sweet on you and oh tell her that my heart belongs to somebody else and she starts to, gene starts to say something to him and then he just changes the subject yeah I was like, that's a weird thing. Like, it, it's, it's Logan, a, you are a weird guy. Yeah. You, Logan <laughs> is a weird guy. <laughs> well, he only remembers the last 15 years, so. I know, but still, come on, man. Yeah. Like, that's Be not cool. the way people Be cool. Work. You know, act it's like you've been there just, before. <laughs> or if you're going to bring it up, at least have the conversation. Like, don't, don't be a weirdo. And he was definitely a weirdo. Yeah. Uh, so where were we? We are at the school, and Logan is introduced to Wheels. <laughs> <laughs> we could have let it go. Let's um, say, yeah, let's not make that a thing. No, no, no. It's, I'm making fun of the movie. I'm sorry. Come on. Um, yeah, I. Now we get into kind of the squishy middle of this film, where there's got to be a lot of back and forth about. Okay, here's what's happening with Magneto. He's not a good guy. Um, this is sort yeah, of so, is this intercut with essentially the and he, Brotherhood? Uh, yeah, like he, uh, and he takes, Kelly. takes uh, he kidnaps Kelly, right? Yeah, yeah. The Brotherhood kidnaps Kelly and turns him into a mutant. Um, yeah, with magic, with, machines, with a mutant with making magic. machine, magic machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wait. Have we mentioned that that is number one herself? Una, yeah, oh, yeah, is in this movie, and yeah, she is magnificent. Out, but, yeah. Oh my god, so great! Like, Again, though, like cardboard. I mean, her character in this totally movie in particular, she gets a little bit more time in the next one, but um, which is nice. Yeah. I think she's. I think like there's a lot of good moments with her in the next one. Um, but yeah. this one, she's cookie cutter villain. 
basically. I mean, I mean all the bad guys are cookie cutter villains. Yeah, I mean, definitely. But it's like, hey, let's have an incredibly sexy blue woman cookie cutter kind of thing. But I love the way uh, she beats the crap out of him. Uh, <laughs> there's very, very, very little for her character to do, and very little that we get uh, for her motivation or anything. But you kind of see it in that scene where she's just sitting there as like the faceless, like she's playing Alex, right? Clipboard Alex. Uh, And then uh, her thrill, her satisfaction of beating the crap out of this guy was palpable. And she did an amazing job. And I'm not surprised that they gave her more stuff to do in the next movie. Uh, because, you know, and they actually made that character kind of one of the major characters uh, in the subsequent films. Um, she kills it, like given very, very little to do and being given, frankly, a costume that is. Uh, you, yeah, you thought Mystique's not... costume is bad in the comics. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> they, not... they actually made it worse. <laughs> it doesn't make you it. You know, when you when you go to wardrobe and they hand you. A couple of pasties and some blue paint. You're like, well, I don't know if I'm going to be changing the world with this role. But I think she did an amazing job. I, I think she really actually conveyed uh, a an acolyte of uh, yeah. being an acolyte. Yeah. I mean, of, and we get to Jennifer know, Lawrence. Six, six, six. Yes, yeah. yeah well, I mean, that's, that's a that's a great that's a great character. Yes, a great I, characterization. I, think, I mean, just like well played and well written. Yeah, yeah. Re- Rebecca remained not given a ton to do no. here. Uh, but also, um, I don't know, actually, do we, she still credit, I guess she still credit as Rebecca Romaine. Um, although she is now Rebecca O'Connell, I guess. I don't know. Anyways. Oh. Um, I, I think she's still Rebecca. Who cares? Yeah. I think on Star Trek. Yeah. I just went, Rebecca I went to Romain. look her up and it credits her on Wikipedia. Yeah. As well. I didn't know what, 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 yeah, she's what she went one. by. That's all you need to know. Um, number one. Anyway, she's, again, I do think she's good. Like. You know, I think she was pre- predominantly cast because prior to this, I think she was a model. Really, she hadn't. Yeah, really done I think it was early in her before career, yes. right? I mean, very, yes, um, yeah. And I just was she a like a she was on. I guess she hosted uh, something on MTV or what have you. Um, but like, Whatever. I think she does a good job uh, before the like in this movie. But I agree that like this character is is paper thin, and yeah. I really dislike the scene where you know. Uh, there's a scene with with Kelly where maybe it's when they've got him like hooked up in the machine and she comes and like drapes herself over Ian McKellen like a femme fatale move and it's just yeah. like I don't know man what are we doing here <laughs> like <laughs> yeah uh, I, I do don't like think her, the, you know like or comment you know your people like you're a reason why I couldn't go to high school yes right. that's a good yeah. line yeah, yeah. but yeah, I think that's that's about yeah. it that's, that's good like motivation the line. I mean that's yeah. like that's enough to make you angry yeah yeah anyway uh. Uh, I think it contributes to the. I mean, when you're when you're <laughs> when your compatriots in this role are uh, Sabretooth and Toad, <laughs> you're gonna stand out a bit too, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, Darth Maul and who's the other guy? Uh, he's he's, he's like, like a main. Is that his name? Yeah, was he yeah. like a like a con, like fighter or something? Yeah, I think he was a wrestler. I don't know. Yeah, wrestler. He's a wrestler. Yeah. Like, well, okay. Don't want to give him any. All yeah, he does is roar too, which is. He has a couple yeah. lines, yeah, but does yeah. he? But yeah, oh, yeah, not much. Yeah, he's a yeah. couple. Did, yeah. did he say anything of import in any way? No, 
He literally okay. is just like, oh, they got away or stuff yeah. like that. Like, and it's throughout not. The, throughout the referring to, to return to the plot, they're referring to the mutant, of course. They don't name any names because they're right. actually after Rogue and not after Wolverine, but you're supposed to think they're after Wolverine. Yeah. And it also is complicated by the, like, you know, these two characters in certainly in comics mythology have like a long yeah. history. Yeah. And of course, they are just like, yep, we're not going to worry about that literally no. at all. Yeah. yeah. They, they kind of retcon all of that much later. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. I mean, they kind of set up that uh, Logan can't remember anything. For right. Yeah. You got years. that. And I'm like, you do have okay. that. He's definitely Bye. my second. This is my, definitely my second, <laughs> second favorite, favorite saber tooth trail of, of <laughs> saber tooth in the movies, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> I, but it kind of explains why he would take his. Uh, uh, tags, right? Yeah. yeah, there is. There is. Yeah, he, there's a moment of recognition there, it's right? I mean, like, yes. you know, he's, yeah. he's like, right. oh, I know this dude. It doesn't, I, yeah. I, yeah, which of course he, he should. I, I mean, it, like, yeah, he yeah. hasn't lost in his this, memory. In this movie, I take it as like, okay, I beat this guy. I'm going to take it. Like, this is like a weird little trophy. Uh, but it works more broadly, right? You could be like, oh, yeah, he did actually know who he's fighting. Yeah. Well, he's and half brother. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, is it half brother? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think I don't so. Don't remember. Sure. I yeah. forget how they. they I, I guess there's some variation. Like they're they've they've gone through different. In the, yeah. In the movies, they think they're half brothers. I yes. don't know about the comics. Yes. Books, the comics, it's all over the yeah. place. Like apparently, Claremont meant for Sabretooth to be his dad, but like they kind of then didn't actually like get yeah. all the way there. So, anyways. Yeah. Um, it's well, crazy. I mean, the whole thing is, the whole thing is more dad bananas. issues. Yeah. Yes. I mean, yes. The, I mean Wolverine the, is a you know that character. Has in Age of Apocalypse, of, I think he's yeah. he's Nightcrawler's dad. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think I think okay. he. You know, and Mystique is still his mom, but um, it's like what the okay. heck? There's a lot. There's too much. Yeah. Um. Some would say too much. Uh, I don't remember where we are in this story because so they, cap- the plot they capture kind Kelly, of they, they turn him into a mutant. Kelly turns into jelly. <laughs> the blob. He's the blob, right? Now here, Not I, really. This is no. what we're talking He's about. Kind yes. of a little bit blobby. This is why we're talking about Sabretooth is that all Sabretooth has to do is pick this cat up and like <laughs> he, him back him. In. Yeah. he just and happens to turn into the one thing that lets him escape from his prison. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what are the odds? He screws and, up. And Magneto is him. just like, <laughs> he was like, oh God. I just <laughs> locks him up. Yeah, right. That seems definitely... such a bad henchman. Yeah. He's so bad at henching. Yeah, that, that scene, the, the, this is the weird moment where I feel like there is some actually a little bit of a kinship between this and the first Spider-Man movie that comes out uh, only a couple of years later, um, yeah. which is that scene with him blobbing his way out of the cell is kind of Sam Raimi-ish to my eyes. Like, I feel like bit, it yeah. has an element yeah. of the sort of weird Sam Raimi body horror, body horror yeah. any, style uh, thing. Yeah, yeah. so he... he, can't, he can't. He comes out, and there's Stan Lee on the beach with yep. a television <laughs> selling hot dogs. As, as you do. Right, right. You just happen to have a television turned to the news on the beach where you sell hot dogs. Convenient. So, anyway, he, so yeah, so he goes to the X-Mansion, um, and uh, but I think at that point, by that point, oh, no, there's, there's the scene where Logan stabs Rogue. Yeah, um, that Logan's, scene reads... Which, yeah. That scene reads super weird, especially when it's you like, take into account like a, the, yeah, the a director. director. Just happens to be sleeping in the next room <laughs> to her teacher and goes in. No, that's not okay either. Also, also, yeah, the thing is, did you see what she's wearing? It's yes, like this, yeah. This is yeah. the thing. Not only that, but like she knows what her powers are, 
and she is like not going in with no gloves or anything and then is like surprised you know when she yeah. like well, takes his powers essentially stabbed but, well, but she, got, but she <laughs> yeah. goes over and you can see her like hesitating like trying to wake him up a bunch like there's a solid two minutes where she's like ah, should i get him up should yeah, i not right, get him up and her hands are like hovering yeah. over him and it's like you got to be way more careful man yeah like, yes. yeah i mean yeah yeah like i mean it's done shoulder. yeah it's done for the sole I, purpose of creating a tension between her and and everybody else at the, right. at the school yes. which i think is kind of baloney I, but whatever and then it gets played up by mystique who drives her out of the, the school yeah i mean it's all yes. th- that is the plot Dress driving this movie in, like jogging pants and a sweater yeah right <laughs> and i think this plays way better than like some slinky like, it's still weird that they're sleeping that are all nightdress. sleeping on like the same wing i don't know if it's that it's like okay well we've got two people we've got a school here are the dorm rooms you get one next to each other because you're the only two people that know each other so it's not that weird you do like, have a you do have a guy who could read everybody's minds i suppose that's <laughs> yeah i mean i so i guess he's like well logan's yeah. not a weirdo so fine i mean he's a jerk, uh, but not a weirdo yeah 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 uh i i still think again this like, is a I point where it. the plot is driving I, the plot it, is yeah. driving the exactly yeah, it, it needs to happen. happen right yeah and the pace has been going at you know we've been going at such a pace that i while it takes me out a little bit now i i know the first time when it happened i was like oh damn that's not great like he just stabbed her and that's uh it's a very, very brutal and kind of violent scene. And uh, I'm kind of surprised that they did it, even though it made a lot of sense. Like, it, well, it I has to set it, it sets it. you up for the ending, right? I mean, because. Yeah, you I don't, see the I mean, utility at this point, of it. At yes. this point, you, before yeah. that, you only know that she steals people's memories and makes them go into a coma. You don't know about the powers thing because the. Boy that oh, have she... been up until that yet? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't think we... Because she hadn't... I mean, you know, the boy that she does that to doesn't have any powers, so she doesn't manifest his, you know, yeah. his abilities. <laughs> his power is falling yeah, into about, a his coma. His power to be like a, yeah. <laughs> a, a, a horny man. teenager. Coma, she was already boy. a horny teenager. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going with his powers to be in a coma. Uh, it's a bad power. <laughs> Look, they never show you all the all the mutants who have just the terrible, useless power. So you know they did they did do a, like they did a, like a run I, uh, years and years ago where they had like a bunch of like it, there was a guy whose power whose power was that he could change the color of flowers. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's cool. Which I thought was like oh there is there's a guy there's a dude and he was that's, at the school and it's like <laughs> that's lovely. Isn't there a guy I I know there is or some kind of critter that is like has transparent skin. And you just oh, yeah. see the circulatory system. Yeah, whatever. They, yeah, I forget that. that guy's name. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's yeah he was a tw- kind of 2000s you... invention, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, it's the kind of thing you couldn't render in like 1960s CMYK no. offset yeah. comics, you know? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's where. So Rogue gets like, you know, Mystique plays upon this wedge and pretends to be Bobby and convinces Rogue to leave again. She goes to the train station. So Wolverine has to follow her. But this is all plot by magneto to scoop rogue up and we have the you know i think a very effective scene on the train where magneto oh, basically like, well, unpeels the train that's good too uh, but i mean the, the conversation between logan and rogue prior to that i think is like everything that's good amazing. about this movie yeah it's just yeah i'll yeah. give you that i mean there's a there's also like it's well acted i mean there's that moment it's where a, he says so you know people like us and she like her eyes move because it's sort of an admission on his part that yeah okay i'm one of i'm one of this group 
now. I mean, like I'm willing to, I've been a, I've been a dick about it the entire movie, but to you, I'm going to be nice about it because we are the same and, and we, we can admit that to each other. And, you know, I'm sure that like, you know, for, for people, you know, people who grow up different, uh, that moment is very important to them. And so I think they do an excellent job of portraying that. Yeah. 100%. I love that conversation and I love that it's so small. You know, it's not in some grand eloquent, like right. it's not in Cerebro. It's yeah. not in the And he's school. still, you know, he's it's still a little bit of a dick about a them. He calls them geeks. And <laughs> of course, yeah, he's going to be a dick. And like after this, he's still a dick. But <laughs> he has like sat down and, and shared a little bit of his heart. He's, he's vulnerable. Yeah, he's a little yeah. vulnerable. Yeah. Right. He's yeah. like, right. Look, here, here's the actual story. And you should come back because I think these geeks can take care of you. And I think they're going to be okay. And I'll be there with you, which is him. I don't like, it's not like he, it gives him an excuse to join them too. Right. Like he's like, yeah, right. well, I'm here for the yeah. kid. He's got a know? reason but to he, come in he, out of the cold. He knows, he yeah. knows he wants it for himself, but he's mostly invested in her. Like if she was like, forget it, we're going off. He's like, okay, I'll, he, I'm confident in that moment in the movie. He would just go with her. Yes. Without, you know, he, they would go hang out. They would be, you know, buy, and, buy a new RV. And, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a Grogu and Mandal- Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yet, it's Lone Wolf and Cub. Uh, Lone Wolverine and Cub, please. <laughs> it's very, very much so. Nailed it. Uh, and yet, here comes, oh my God, a dude that can peel a train apart. And you were a man yeah. Yeah. made of men. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> metal I think man that's always has, been metal man has run up to <laughs> magnetic man, metal, yeah. metal I, manipulator. I I think this is one of the best like sort of matchups to my mind. Just in comic bookdom is like because you have somebody like Wolverine who seems like basically unstoppable, right? You know, he's he's almost immortal. And he's got claws and all this stuff, and you're like, just does man, what can to this guy? What can stop that? And it's yeah, like, yeah. oh yeah, well, all one word, a guy who who has magnetism power. It's like, you know, I don't know. It's like you know, Green Lantern having to fight Big Bird or something. Like, ah, <laughs> oh, the color yellow. <laughs> Damn. Funny, I just like I, I remember there's a scene in the comic. There's a scene in the comic books famously where Magneto strips him of his, his skeleton. Yeah, yeah. It takes. I, rem- the, uh, I read that. That was when I was into com- the X Men comics a lot, and I remember yeah, reading that yeah. bit and was like, "Holy and I, crap!" And I think you know, in the course of the time, it's extremely dramatic, and you know, it ends. You know, it's a enters a whole new age of Wolverine lore. Um, some of it that I don't like, but anyway, the the, the funny thing though is that that basically removes. <laughs> His ability to fight fight Wolverine effectively because yeah. before all you had to do is grab him by the skeleton, and now you've taken that out of him. Well, yeah, I hadn't even thought about what a bad tactical decision that is. <laughs> now you've just got to take away that one thing that makes me able to you beat leave, you every single time. Yeah. You should leave like one piece of metal in that you could just hold him back by, like like one vertebrae. Yeah. You've just left a very very angry, very very stabby man. I think it's some point and he's even able, i think at some point he's able to manipulate the iron like he's an iron bender you know <laughs> he can manipulate yeah, the iron in uh, people's blood and stuff like that blood. i mean you know well that's uh, the problem 
the magnetism to a certain degree there's a problem with the magnetism power is if you start yeah. expanding it you've got to have there metal. is very yeah. little you you've got to have metal do. there to begin with and well, I mean, you, have to, he flies. you have to make it so deep yeah no he flies because there's magnetic fields right like essentially you're saying if he can yeah. manipulate magnetic fields there is very little he cannot do because yeah. magnetism yeah. is right. a fundamental force of the well, universe well yeah. electromagnetism yeah is, and, and is so he, radio it is everything like yeah. electromagnetism is like Basically, that's the, the whole ballgame right yeah. there. <laughs> More he, or less. Yeah. Well, but he has to have that, yeah. he has to have that helmet. Otherwise, Charles can just stop him immediately. Yes. Yeah. Which I think so, yeah, that so, was invented for the movies. I believe the the mind the mind shielding part. I think. Oh, I is that right? They, I think so. Yeah. He's had the helmet forever. I'm not sure about yeah, that. Yeah. Because he just thought it was cool, right? <laughs> I think that I think that's what I was think it always the case. I thought it was. Invented I think so because otherwise he would have been able to stop him immediately. I mean, it, I mean, not that not that these things need to make sense or ever really do. I think they they kind of tone down Scott and Gene's powers in this particularly yes. yeah. because you know, like at the end, Gene should be able to lift Logan right up there, but it's like uh, my powers don't work that way. Like you know, like <laughs> like or, Storm. Or not, Storm I'm, tries to do it. Yeah, they yeah they, Storm can't do yeah. it because the, their powers don't work that way. Even though they seem to work that way for her. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I mean, but it's, yeah, uh, it, do, uh, it doesn't matter because it's like, okay, so they're just not good at them yet. You know, they're not. Well, that's also why I laugh a little sure. bit when uh, and uh, when Charles says like earlier on, like, oh, we're, this, we're keeping them safe from Magneto. And Logan says, what's a Magneto? It's like, yeah, it's an actual. It's easily like, he does say that. And he's like, it's it's an actual word. It means something. And he might even know. know what it is. It's an electrical generator. I know, but I love <laughs> that he's like, you know, if you're. If I just it made your, me laugh. If you're earning a buck in bar fights, maybe you're not gonna know <laughs> what a magneto is. He you know? fixes engines and stuff. I don't know. I feel like whatever. Uh, maybe. Yeah. maybe. Oh, I'm sorry. Did that take you out of this movie? So we end up uh right after this train scene with uh I think one of the best standoffs in comic movies period. Like, I love that uh, Charles goes immediately to mind mm. control the henches. Yeah. Especially the dumbest of henches. <laughs> Who seems more like a liability, to be honest. Uh, and he start, uh, Sabretooth starts grabbing uh, Magneto's neck. Meanwhile, Magneto is doing that standoff where he's holding all of the guns. Yeah, that's right. a good scene. That's yeah. a real good scene. So good. It's it's yeah. eerie and creepy Homo and scary. Sapiens and your guns. Yeah. I the scene of <laughs> yeah, first he lifts the cars up and smashes the cars down, which is like oh, that's pretty scary. But the yeah, the scene where he pulls the guns out and then he even, you know, further on shoots the guy but then keeps the bullet like right. spinning yeah. on his forehead. <laughs> is, don't think about that. Too I don't much think I can stop that guy them could all. just <laughs> that guy could just move. You think, think, right? You think, but it's also kind of terrifying. I don't know if I would oh, yeah, at the time. Yeah. No, it is terrifying. Like, I mean, just guy, don't he can find him it. with that bullet no matter where he goes. <laughs> I yeah. guess so. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think I mean, that scene is, is creepy as hell. And it really, I don't know. I, th- I always found it very effective. It's a standout moment. Uh, honestly, Magneto, I mean, you know, Ian McKellen, incredible. Just yeah. incredible. Like, the guy is, you put him on screen and. Uh, you are compelled in this case to just trust that he is this person that is not good. It, uh, sorry, very, very bad person. And at the same time, very uh, uh, filled with conviction of who he is. Uh, 
And he's willing to put that bullet through the guy's head. He doesn't want to. It's not like, uh, you know, I obviously it's made very, very clear with this expression of power that he could just kill all of these people. Yeah, yeah I like, think there's a, a... And he chooses not to, right? There's a fascinating bit of, you know, Magneto in general is that, you know, he's sort of the proto-killmonger, I guess, if that's fair to say. Like, <laughs> I mean, he they make, have... He makes they some have, good points. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I think there is a, you know, it is the yeah. same dichotomy that exists between T'Challa and Killmonger and Magneto and Charles. They have... I think that's fair. Yeah. They, they have very, like, they're both cases where it's like, look, our options are essentially to convince other people to live with us, or our options are to fight those people because they are never going to see us as like them. And but that's yeah, it's a not classic. It's what a classic. Ian is doing here. That's not what Magneto is doing. Not, he, but but he, he, he could kill change, that guy, he, right? Like that's fundamentally oh, yeah. the case. Is I think he he is still uh, taking apart a little bit the whole "I'm going to turn you all into mutants" thing because I I don't love that plot. I don't think it quite fits with Magneto for me, but I think that is the fundamental, to me, it's the fundamental difference of Eric and Charles is how do we deal with humanity? And Eric's answer is, it doesn't matter. They're irrelevant. We've surpassed them. Therefore, they can live with it. And if they aren't going to accept us, we are going to fight back. And Charles is, we have to educate them and teach them why they should not be afraid of us. And that is it. Yes. Yeah. And so the point of like... Eric he isn't, doesn't want to kill these guys. He doesn't. It's not yeah, his mission exactly. to kill he, these people. It's like I'm not going to wipe you out. That's not my goal. But but if you come for me, I'm coming back us. at you. Yeah, we're we're brothers. This is the brother. The brothers in quotes there. Like, uh, thank God he dropped the. Thank God he dropped the evil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, too yeah, much. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little bit too much. The Brotherhood of Mutants makes total sense. So that's yeah. like okay, yeah. I got it. Uh, that makes sense, right. you know. But I, I, and I like that. That's one of the reasons I think Magneto's a good villain is because you can, agree, like you said, you make, like Killmonger making good points. Like, yeah, yeah I mean, if people want to come in with you, come at you and exterminate your people, as Eric has personal experience with, yeah, fighting back sure feels like a good idea. Um, but I just you know. noticed that they're both called Eric, by the way. Yeah, so that's maybe. right. <laughs> I wonder if that was a deliberate tip of the hat wow. there or not. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah. Anyways, uh, uh, brilliant. Just a brilliant scene. Uh, yeah. How does that actually resolve? I'm trying to remember now. Well, he's, you know, they he basically threatens, to, he threatens to basically kill all the cops, and, and so he lets him go. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so Professor X drops his mind control. Right. Oh, sorry. They fly away in the helicopter. That, right. Uh, right. Uno. Uno? Uno. Yeah. He's yeah. flying. Yeah. And then they, they so yeah so then the, the 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 end game here is is they're gonna they're gonna use this move this thing up to the top of the Statue of Liberty where this this meeting of world leaders is supposed to be and for some reason they're gonna they're gonna it's they're gonna Island transfer for, yeah. yeah they're gonna transfer Magneto's powers to Rogue and have her like basically kill herself powering the machine because it will kill whoever does it for this I guess. Yeah, he was exhausted Splash. just turning right. Senator Kelly, yeah. and so he's gonna get. So taken they out. oh, there's also there's also the bit where um, uh, Mystique poisons the Cerebro. Oh, it's Cerebro. Charles, yeah. right. Charles take, gets, we got to take Charles out, out of it because you got to take Charles <laughs> out of it, and then uh, and then Gene yeah. uses Cerebro to figure out where they're going, and so which why did that not poison her? 
she, she, she fixed, fixed it. it she fixed it. She fixed it right yeah. before. Um, oh, sorry, I must it. have missed the. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a there's that fun scene. It's like the green cloudy liquid. Yeah. Uh, I've yeah. poisoned. I've put yeah. ectoplasm into yeah. your <laughs> into <laughs> your soda stream or whatever. I love that whole thing. So yeah, right. Mystique is doing cool stuff. This whole movie just zero lines, but. Also, yeah. also, she's pretending to she be other people a lot of the yeah. time, which is you yeah. know, right trickiness. Yeah. Um, I mean, none of the, I mean, this seems this seems kind of out of character if you take her for, for the you know the character that comes later in in uh, uh, yeah, there's I yeah, mean the other movies, but it, whatever. Right. All retcon, Also, why so. is she none fighting Wolverine as Wolverine? Like, <laughs> yeah, there's no way to win that fight. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, and like using her claws, not, you know, like her which are part of her body against. Him I enjoy that. She cuts she them off. It's good. Yeah, that's a good scene. Again, it's bad tactics. I think she probably. You know, they don't really know what this guy's deal is. And I, I think suppose. it's probably if she's like, well, I don't know. I mean, it's maybe I can make claws out of something that would be okay against ordinary metal, but not adamantium. I don't know. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of okay. It's, it's not forward I'm thinking. I'm fine but. with her thinking on her feet kind of thing. And she is amazing. Like that fight scene is incredible it is funny uh, how many shots she's of this moving movie. in such weird ways like she jumps up on wire she jumps work. up on a pipe yeah. and then starts pushing up with her like, yeah going arms upside and, like, down upwards the, like, yeah. like what the hell the, is happening it's there amazing. are so many shots in this movie that i remember from not only this movie but the trailer like the thing where she does the flip kick as she morphs back into herself yeah, like oh, yeah, that yeah, is yeah, yeah yeah that was a big uh, thing and in then, the trailer yeah and then the really awful one from later at the end fight where he uh wolverine zips around the crown <laughs> i still like, like that oh, that's horrible. it's dumb i think it's it's, it it's rendered so poorly it's yeah and for it some reason so i just bad. love it that he like yeah. that he lands on his feet you know really kind of slowly up. but he, flew, he <laughs> lands on his feet very slowly because like yeah. you can tell they've had to segue yeah. into the back into the stuff i know it's super it's, dumb and i still it's like so, it. it's so cheesy <laughs> it works so well on the comic book page uh yeah. you know speaking of like angley's hulk i feel like that move was a very comic book. Yes, like, it is what? a very comic book. It does not make movie. sense. We're just going for it. We're going to yeah. do it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's that fight. There's that fight in the, the gift shop. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> we ran out of budget for locations. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And uh, now, this fight. This she is, also, this she is also kind of... morphs herself into the Statue of Liberty, which is like, okay, yeah. I guess she <laughs> can do funny. that. I don't know. That's who, funny. Who knows? Whatever. Uh, I enjoy that bit. That's creepy and weird. Um, yeah. And again, yeah. somewhat Sam Raimi-ish. It's just got a bizarre yeah. like yeah. humor yeah. to it. I think this fight, the thing that drives me nuts about this fight is the, yeah, we talked about Halle Berry being misused and like this fight yeah. really makes out Storm to be kind of a chump for the most part. Like, yeah, right. she wins she gets, in the end. Yeah, she gets tossed around a whole lot before <laughs> Holy she... crap. And yeah. also, it is one of those moments where they tried to pull like her, her comic costume there and it, it just ends up looking a little silly at times because when she's getting thrown around, her like capes are flailing around and you're like, yeah, yeah, that would just be really, really inconvenient to have <laughs> if yeah. you're actually in a fight. Yeah. Ed once does not, does not approve of this costume. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, uh, Toad is just, I don't, I mean, Ray Park was having a moment, but I think Toad is, uh, <laughs> not a great no, I mean, I Villain? think I don't Darth know. Maul is a little bit more iconic than Toad. He pulls off the Darth Maul move, right? The classic where he pulls he the does. bar out of the right. elevator. And why does he little... have that bar? It's, it's just like he was keeping an elevator yeah. open. I don't know. You, you know what? You innovated lightsabers. Let's just make you do that again. Yeah, it's pretty much. Weird. Oh, it's yeah. Edna Mode. Sorry, I thought it was months for some reason. Edna no, Mode, Edna from Mode. The Incredibles. Yeah, 
I thought uh, you said Adam Angst. And I'm like, okay, that's a weird Adam Angst also <laughs> hates capes. Yeah. yeah. I was like, okay. I'm like, sure. That's a fun tidbit. <laughs> Maybe he does. I don't, um, I don't know Adam that well. Uh, but I, it is, it also has a moment that I think lands. Uh, boy, I hated this line when I saw it in the movies, in the, like originally in the theater. The, the what happens to a toad that yeah. gets struck by lightning. And in retrospect, this is, I think, apparently one of the two Joss Whedon exchanges yes. that may be left in this movie. I think the issue yeah. is that the delivery is wrong. Well, that and um, he's he like, yeah, I forgot. There's an interview with him where he's, he he calls her out for saying it wrong. It's supposed to be it's supposed to be a throwaway line. She's supposed to say, you know what happens to a frog when it gets hit by lightning or a toad when it gets hit by lightning. And she's supposed to say same thing as everything else, you know, like, you know, typical Weed ask high school yeah. <laughs> student delivery, um, and and she did not deliver it that way. It's, he was he was mad about. That. Are you telling me that between Brian Singer and Joss Whedon, the <laughs> yeah, blame lies with the yeah. blame lies with Haley? Oh no, uh, I know one saying. Well, I, I, saying I, that even that if she delivered opinion, it wrong, yeah. I don't think it's her fault necessarily. I no. I feel like, but I People I keep making fun of the line. It's just it's a dumb superhero movie. Come yeah, on. I know, like, but if, I, that, I, if that broke it for you. I'm not saying it broke it for me. It's just that it was a moment where I remember watching in the movie theater that I was like, it just felt off. It took me, it, it took it me out of the movie. Really for that moment. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's funny too, because it comes, you know, on the heels of the like, or I think it's right before the like, you're a dick line, which is pretty good. The, yeah. also the, the metal detector, which I think yes. is a funny bit. I enjoy, I enjoy that. Walks yeah. the metal yeah. detector. Like so those wait, are good. The, just let's back up because as soon as Wolverine, stabs uh what's her name mystique remain mystique. mystique thank you stabs her uh we then need everybody involved who have been separated to just immediately trust each other like they haven't seen <laughs> right. the thing and so we get that great line which is amazing but then we just look up and storm's there and they're like oh hey storm and it's like are you you sure because <laughs> You're right. She hasn't wise. been stabbed yet at but, that point, right? Because that, that, that's when he stabs her. Is like she's pretending to be Storm, and then you think well, it's she, the moment where. Kept, you, but then the real Storm shows up later. I think he's, right. he's talking about yeah. the moment after that. Ah, okay, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like yeah. a, as soon as Mystique gets yeah. stabbed. Uh, oh, she pops like her head over a railing together. or something, yeah. and then everybody just yeah. trusts everybody immediately. And we're given that great line between Cyclops and Logan, uh, Scott and Logan. Which but like everybody else needs them off like the hook, a, but like nobody else does any sort of confirmation of who they are it's and okay. it doesn't actually yeah. make sense <laughs> no it doesn't and it does not matter because right. we've got a movie to make yeah and we're on we're we're rolling brothers. well that's i mean we're, i think you can, it's almost like you take the scott logan exchange as writ large for the entire group to my mind to like we've already dispensed with it it's it's yeah like you said there's a movie to happen we don't need five minutes of her being going like okay what's my favorite color (laughs) yeah yeah i mean ds9 would have spent like three episodes oh yeah well that's (laughs) but if you got 26 episodes a season you can do that you got an hour 45 here let's get cracking turns out bashir's been a a changeling all along Mm. martog always a real one yeah Uh, that's the best and then we basically segue into the final, the final fight, 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 fight. Yeah, um, which is and they, you know, they have to team, they have to team up in order to get like you know they get Logan up there using team powers, and then well Scott first they gets, get Magneto to lend a hand by Magneto, Magneto captures everybody and like they've got them all oh, yeah. bolted up and yeah I do which, enjoy which that seems he, to be that that seems to me like okay th- th- you've got to explain this away by they don't they're not comfortable with their powers yet because. Th- th- 
Storm has so many other powers than lightning, and they're like, "Well, don't use lightning in here." Like, okay, but she could like you know I'm blow out. you out and blow you out <laughs> yeah. into the ocean or something. I mean, there's so many other things that she could do. And Jean, like, like Jean could stop that whole thing, you know, if she was at the height of her powers. But I guess they're not. It's very again. It, Gotta it, wait for X Men Three. Where, it feels right. very yeah. shorthandy for again. We are we are only saying what we have told you on the screen. And yeah, we are not yeah. taking anything else into account, and we are assuming nobody has any knowledge about who these characters are, right? Yeah. I think that's that's yeah. where this movie comes from, is very much a, a standpoint he, of, we are not, like, anything that's not on the screen is not relevant or possible. But I agree with you, John. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're going for an economy thing, but I think it, it ultimately feels a little arbitrary. I Well, I also think that it serves to just uh, cement Magneto's power, right? Like, he just, again, like in the train, he's just coming in. He's completely unstoppable. He's just a force of nature. Yeah. Like, literally. Yeah. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to, yeah, force of the universe. Like, I found it so cruel when he took Scott's uh, mask off uh, while he was facing Gene. Mm-hmm. Like, that is one of, the, that is like very villain thinking it's very batman villain thinking where it's like oh <laughs> you could open your eyes but the first yeah, right, thing you right, see I, will yes, be the last thing you see you know yeah used <laughs> you against each other yeah it's it's brutal 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 I, well also really the wolverine like thing too i think even though he doesn't quite judge it right i no, think right, there is yeah. something you know pointing the claws at himself essentially that's like, another yeah. thing that doesn't make any sense. He uses, I mean, like he, it does he stabs, <laughs> stabs himself, to, but those claws later go right yeah. through the. Uh, yeah, his claws somehow, just yeah. this one like, time. They're going to stop against metal. Don't, they don't cut don't stop through the metal anything. behind you, but they push off it. It's like, okay. Well, that was. Yeah, I didn't even really fantastic. think about how that he gets out. I do remember watching him get out and be like, I don't really know how that happened. I'm not going to worry about it. It yeah. does not matter comic book that's uh, how it happened I, I mean that whole scene is then set up as a very wolverine is jesus moment right where he's like <laughs> you've almost got like literal stigmata where he's bleeding because he transfers his powers to rogue after saving her yeah. so that yeah. she can heal and be okay and all that stuff it, it is a it, i feel like we you know it, certainly of all the preoccupations scene, I mean, it is I mean, a good it's, scene it's not yeah, bad yeah. it's just a little yeah. like i think it's like know, we took our allegory himself for her and yeah we took our uh, allegory in a sudden left turn for right. <laughs> well, first, of all, first of all you think she's dead right he or he thinks she's dead anyway the movie yeah. the viewer probably doesn't really but um i think she then, might have been dead i'm not sure like he yeah. takes a real hit right like he's yeah. not well he touches her and she nothing happens it, nothing presumably happens. she yeah, doesn't so that's need to why be conscious she's dead and then it just takes yeah him. it takes a second sometimes takes a second. <laughs> you gotta warm up <laughs> <laughs> uh but i here's the thing that i liked about that is that uh he was out and on the men for a significantly long enough time uh that gene gets to complain that rogue had picked up some of her his <laughs> worst personality traits <laughs> that's a fun bit that i wish yeah. we'd see so on. I, I like i wish we kind of wish we'd seen it instead of just getting it as related but i, I think know. it's okay I, I think it's okay at that point in the movie you don't i mean i, I don't need to I, or, you know i guess what i wanted is a little more something i wanted a more concrete joke there it's like it's a good bit but it's a little vague for me like in my mind it's like oh man she really Thank God she stopped chewing on those cigars or something. I feel like has a little bit more <laughs> oomph behind it. But that's just me being a writer and one is like it just needs a little punch up, a little punch up. I I don't know. I kind of like the the Gene telling him 
some of your more charming character traits is great because it lets him stew on what oh my god like what did she do that i <laughs> that i know i do and i don't like about myself i kind of like the way it was handled uh it's all right. I think it could be. I, 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 yeah, I want a little punch but you want some specificity. I just feel I'm like it's vague. It. It's like a. It's a good. It's a good concept. It just needed a little bit more for me. I don't know. She called everybody bub for a week. I don't know. Uh, I, don't, I just think there's, and maybe it's just the, let's your imagination do the heavy lifting, and everybody's going to be more amused by what they think of than whatever they would come up with to put on the screen. But yeah. that's just my yeah. right. my gut feeling. But also, this scene is not necessarily about that, right? It's about. Uh, some kind of unearned romance between <laughs> Logan and Jean. Yeah. And by kind of, I mean, uh, he just wants to get in her pants and he's a, very much a lout about it the entire time. And I'm not entirely sure what the other side of that is other than, you know, Hugh Jackman. Right. Yeah. That's the other side of it is he spends a lot of this movie with his shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, and then we get our denouement with yeah. like Charles and, and Eric playing chess in mm-hmm. uh, a plastic prison, which is a bit <laughs> I like. And this yeah, is I the which shit. comes back I in the next it. movie, of course. Yep, this is yeah. the uh, uh, the explicit Malcolm X moment where uh, Eric says, "I will like basically fight by any means necessary," <laughs> which is yeah, yeah, a yeah. Uh, and you're like, "All right, I see what you did there. You hit it kind of hard at the end, but okay, I'm gonna let you have this one." That's a good conversation. And there's no, there's no, it's a a nice moment. Yeah, it's a nice moment. I mean, again, any moments you get with the two of those actors together, (laughs) I think are solid. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I like, I love that bit at the beginning with them as they're talking, you know, and he's got his, he's got his sweet fedora and everything. And like, they're, yeah, it's the, they're both at the hearing and then Charles sort of. Yeah, finds him in the hallways after the convincing nature of their relationship being we were friends and then we had a falling out essentially about how how to approach this issue that we are both concerned about like it really i think that's the fundamental one of the fundamental relationships of x-men as a property is like those two characters being frenemies for lack of a better term And I think the, the, those two actors do a great job of bringing that to the screen, yeah. and it feels totally, totally natural and totally believable. Yeah. And it's interesting, I mean, the way they, they play it off in the comics in a number of different ways, and sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. But I think some of the ways that they work, like in the Age of Apocalypse story, he's, the, he's basically the Charles Xavier figure. And then in, there's the point where Charles dies, I guess. You know, he always dies like 20 times in the comic books. But he dies, <laughs> and then in order to honor his legacy, he decides that he's going to take over the X-Men, and he's going to do it the way that Charles would have wanted him to do it. And so th- those are nice, you know, touches. Um, of course, you know, when you get 60 years of comic book dumb, you're going to get <laughs> you're gonna get it every which way. <laughs> and some it are going to work, l- and some aren't. Um, I was going to say also that it lends itself to one of my favorite, this particular relationship I feel like um, is evoked in uh, one of my favorite superhero movies that we've, we haven't talked about, um, which is Unbreakable, which comes out mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. the same yeah. time, actually. Yeah. Um, and like, it? yeah, it's also yeah, 2000. It comes out November 2000. Wow. So very close. Um, yeah. But the, 
the bit there's a bit in there about how most of the time the villains are friends like the villains and the hero the villain and the hero yeah. are friends and like yeah. that's the moment that always resonates really well with me is here is like this actually i feel like it's very believable in a way that other movies have tried to pull this off or other even other properties like i'm thinking a little bit like you know the first iron man you could make the argument that like you know uh 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 lost his name Obadiah uh, Stane. yeah jeff bridges and like and and tony stark are are buddies but like you always know he's a villain in the waiting right and this the villain the the friendship part is in the past but it was there and it was a real thing that they refer yeah. back to even if he is only seen kind of through the villain lens of this movie he's never pretending to be other anything other than he is they were genuinely friends and i love i i I, that is a dynamic that I always really enjoy. Yeah. Me too. I, I love that uh, at the end, Eric Magneto asks, like, why do you keep coming here, Charles? And he says, uh, don't ask me questions you already know the answer to. And then Magneto something like, oh, you're still looking for hope. But Charles is coming there because he loves his friend. Yeah. He just, you yeah. Know, that's why he's going. Uh, he wants to you know be with him it's certainly just, change his mind because you know it's, it's the same reason he doesn't kill him when he has the chance same reason magneto doesn't kill him when yeah. he has a chance like he, he takes him out of fight sitting in he a car if, if yeah, magneto right. wanted to crush the car right and like, same, or the cerebro know. thing right like he, he knows right. like i gotta take him out of the equation for this to work but i don't want to i don't want to kill him i just want right. to basically yeah. you know neutralize him for the moment yeah, that was um, my whole take on the Obi Wan Kenobi show. By the way, that's why they didn't kill each other. Yeah, man. no, I agree. End is like they still love each other. Can't kill them. They're like brothers, man. Yeah, yeah. You were my brother. Uh, okay, <laughs> so I mean, the thing I kind of alluded to at the beginning that I I do really think is fascinating to look at this movie is you know despite ushering in this sort of um, you know modern era of superheroes. I think the movie probably that ultimately has a bigger effect on where superhero movies are going over the next several decades is probably Batman Begins, which comes out a few years after this. Like, I think the yeah the more like real quote unquote uh, version, like you know, I think that's kind of where the overriding tone of superhero movies goes with the MCU. Yes, the MCU has gotten more and more ridiculous as time goes by, but I think grounding. It in a in our reality in some ways, it feels less comic booky in its early stages yeah. than this does. This is definitely wholeheartedly a comic book movie, and yeah. you know I, I already pointed out like the code names and stuff. I think are the moments where I find like myself yeah, thinking a little bit that, like right. It's just comic booky, you know. It feels very and like the uniforms, like why well, everything and uniforms. Yeah, I mean, are you a, a military organization? What are you doing? Like, <laughs> there's been a progressive like you know move to make them a little bit more realistic over time in general right because i think, I think it's just i think i think they have like you know like i said i think batman is very like i mean the the, the city is ridiculous right? yeah <laughs> gotham city looks absurd in batman and the same the same sort of aesthetic happens in a number of other movies or well like the flash tv show you know a couple of years later and then um uh some other movies that are you know so dumb that i won't even mention but <laughs> like dick tracy you know i mean like you know there's there's i kind of, i'm intrigued by dick tracy uh <laughs> to Warren watch GD again is a weird guy yeah, yeah. Uh, or, yeah, or like just the character again. uh no the movie and why 
Warren Beatty was so invested in doing a Dick Tracy movie is insane. Yeah, yeah. Like, it is really, it is really wacky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, but I think I see what you're saying, John. I think, I mean, like, I don't know. The thing I keep coming back to is the like, you know, is the naming thing in part because I think you know. In Iron Man, we are given to know Tony Stark throughout the entire movie, and it's literally not until the last line, line that like right. Iron Man some, even becomes a Some newspaper a guy, some headline writer wrote, "Iron Man fights blah blah right. blah," and, 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 and everybody in that everybody in that universe realizes how ridiculous it is, right? Like, yeah. you know, encapsulated by that bit in Infinity War where where Peter is like, oh, we're, we're using the made-up names that yeah. I'm Spider-Man, <laughs> right? Like, like that is a... It, it is I'm one of the things that Dr. makes Strange it... Is like literally yeah, it's his, his name. name. I just... It's, it it's is one of my... His name. It's one of my favorite little bits is like, we understand it's ridiculous to run around and have a pretend name. Yes, we're also ridiculous because we're all wearing costumes and fighting crime and whatever, but like that part we're willing to accept. It's the like calling myself an amazing yeah. name or whatever is the part where it's a bit too far. And I think that element of being able to kind of laugh at it and and point out, yes, it's unreality and we understand that, but like it is also being compared to reality works for me in a way that, and I think it was worked for that franchise overall in a way that you know the X Men movies feel more like the vestige of things like the Burton Batman, yeah. um, you know, culmination of that wave of superhero stuff, and maybe the end of that wave that sort of segues into. You know the MCU. I don't know. I find kinda... see, well. I find this more. I find this much closer to Batman Begins than to Batman. Personally, yeah, I in tone guess and, I and could everything. see and that else. Batman Begins um, is is even more. I don't want to say darker, but like even grittier. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I'd like, say it's. Like, I'd say it's probably well. It's grittier, although the, you know, like we said, the beginning of this movie is pretty hard hitting. Um, yeah, so. you're. Yeah, it, it goes. It, it certainly amps up. I mean, like. The, to me, the contrast is the like, you know, the thing I love about Batman Begins that sort of harkens to that is the like, we got to order 10,000 of these cowls so it doesn't look suspicious and they're <laughs> yeah, broken because right. we had a flaw from China. Like, that to yeah. me is the encapsulation of the modern era of superhero making, which is, you know, let's not worry about the people who've built an underground bunker with a blackbird <laughs> in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Comic book logic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I see where you're. I I dig you, what you're. You know saying. what the dark thing about that is. You know Charles has been messing with people's minds. Right, so they don't remember. Yeah, he's like now I'm I'm a multi billionaire. Why? One weird trick. Yeah, <laughs> be telepathic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I it's such a weird scene where the um the jet leaves and like all the kids from the high school are like, oh, the teachers are off on yeah. the jet yeah, again. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right, they're gonna like, like they're, they're gonna have a party because they're all the teachers. Yeah, are or just the idea that like you know you go to private school and your teachers go fight crime dressed up in <laughs> outfits at night. Like what? Anyways, delightful. I kind of like it. I kind of like that they just didn't even get into it. They're like, I I do like that uh, when I think I guess it's Logan walks into Cerebro and uh, Professor X is telling him. Uh, you know, unless he's blocked himself from anything. He's like, how would you know? Well, he helped me build it. I love that. That's I, a good line. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. it's one line, and it cements so much about like that history. relationship, yeah. which is so core to what they're doing in this movie. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you on that. I, I think yeah. th- this movie has a, I think, perhaps a fundamental tension inside of it, which is that yeah. it is 
it is both seeing what comes ahead in terms of like your Batman Begins and your MCU. Like it is definitely has one foot in that. I think it's appropriate in some ways that it's it came out in the year 2000. Like it is kind of straddling these two eras. I think that's mm-hmm. kind of a fascinating. It's a transition yeah. from yeah. those like because what was you know you know you got all the, we we talked about Burton. We didn't even talk about all the awful Batman movies that come yeah, after yeah. that. But like I don't I don't understand. There's no. <laughs> Sorry, there's only there's, two yeah, Batman yeah, right. movies. There's only one. I don't yeah. know. Uh, yeah. But it's got one foot in that era and one foot in the era that is coming ahead of it. And I think it is a definitely a, a trailblazer in that way. But it is also somewhat burdened with the vestiges of all the stuff that it directly preceded it. Um, but it is it's a landmark. I think. I mean, it is a classic. And I think. I mean, I don't know. Are we doing a ritual on this? I was about to say sure. you you no, have done the preamble to giving it a rating. Why don't yeah. you just roll? I, right I know, it. and I'm and I found myself torn. I was thinking about this as I finished watching it. And I was like, I don't, I don't think it's a John Junior. Like, I don't unabashedly love it, but I think it tips over into Biff territory for me. Like, it is a good movie. There's a lot in it I like, and even the stuff that bothered me at you know age twenty watching this in a movie theater, much less of it borrow, bothers me now. Um, I'm not as invested, and so I can see its flaws, but I also see a lot of what it does. And you know, as John said, like I think it does sort of harken closer to the movies that are coming after it. Um, I don't love the explication; some of it's a little cheesy and silly. But like, <laughs> man, it's hard to argue with such a like. There is a great cast in here, and it's hard to argue with any movie that gave us hugh jackman in a defining role that has stretched in almost a quarter century with like a dozen appearances like that guy is an institution and he somehow took what feels like it should have been a ridiculous character and embodied it in a way that like you are now hard-pressed to think who the hell else could you get to play this role yeah (laughs) it's tough he is iconic in a way that you know christopher reeve was or tony or robert downey jr you know yeah yeah. So yeah, I think I got to land on Biff. Like it's a little on the lighter end of the spectrum on Biff, but like it's a it's a Biff, solid. John, for me, it's an unabashed Biff. I mean, I think yeah. I I mean I loved it when it came out, and I, yeah, there's it's not perfect. It was certainly at the time probably the best comic book movie that had ever been released. I mean, well, other than other than Superman, I will uh, you know, Superman I, this is one of my all time favorites, but. Um, certainly the best Marvel movie that had been released as far as I, I, I mean, well, sure. I think there's no question it was the best Marvel so, movie. I mean, everything else that came out for a Marvel movie was like Roger Corman and stuff, right? Like, but, yeah, right, right. So I, uh, but I think it was better than any, um, other DC property than Superman, certainly. Even the original and, Batman? Yes, I think, it, I, okay. absolutely. I think it's, I, I find it better than the original. I mean, I have, a, I have more, many more problems with the original Batman, even though I enjoy that movie. I have many more problems with the original Batman than I do with this movie. I think they nailed the the central concept of the X Men. Um, they, they're you know they're different, and they nailed it in you know like we talked about puberty. I mean, they nailed it in exactly the right way that works with the comic books, works with you know the 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 sort of parable of the the time that the X Men came out, which was race race relations, and then came to take on all other kinds of meanings since then. Uh, and it still works and I think it works really well. And like I said, I think that conversation on the train really captures the entire thing. And uh, that conversation is like, it stands out to me and I remember it fairly well (laughs) from having seen it previous times and very, very much so from the first, from the get go. So it, 
it works. It does does exactly what it's supposed to do, even if it has a whole bunch of silly stuff that goes around it. It's a comic book movie. It's going to have some silly stuff. And yeah, and sure, it's a, probably a little bit sillier than than, than it needed to be um, and, and that we've come to be used to since then. But uh, I still think it, it lands very well. And, and, and man, that beginning is like that was a gutsy move and they made it work really well. So it's a, it's a strong bit for me. Guy, uh, every word that John just said, I don't <laughs> know how to top that. Uh, it, it is an impeccable bit for me. I love this movie. Um, there were definitely problems with it. There's definitely, uh, you know, some stuff that it, I don't want to say that I want to change it, but I, you know, if it was updated a bit, that would be great. Uh, I think that this is one of those movies that people saw and said, you know what? This ain't a bad idea. We, there's something here. We can make a good story out of this. I think, uh, it was very defining role for Hugh Jackman. Obviously, uh, there's uh, Deadpool and Wolverine trailer just out, and like even just sticking the name of the character in your title, even after so many bad movies, is like, oh my god, we gotta go see more of this guy. And I think that this is the movie that uh, made that happen because the characterization was so good. Uh, I think X Men as a franchise has so much. Uh, potential and is often uh, maybe dragged down by like weird intramural insanity that doesn't make sense Uh, but at its best it is expressed by a film like this Uh, I think the juxtaposition of Eric and Charles is so well done Uh, I think the fact that It is a harebrained and dumb plan, but the idea that Eric has is to turn all of the world leaders into mutants. And when he turns Senator Kelly, we see a flashback through Charles's mind where he taps him on the shoulder as he's being dragged away by Mystique, and he says, you're a brother now. Mm -hmm. It's not that he wants to kill these people, I think the thing with Senator Kelly turning into a goo pile is not yeah. that that was his mutation. I think that like right. at, at some that's point, a flaw in the machine. They call that out actually. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah they they call it's his that body out. rejecting it's like, it essentially. Yeah. Right, that's what's going to happen. They're just going to you know they're all going to yeah. goo people. But up, they make the point is... that Ma- they are like Magneto must not know this. I mean, they're like you know they don't. Yeah, <laughs> and and I think it kind of comes out in the movie that he doesn't know it. Um, it's certainly he not denied. It. He doesn't know it, and he doesn't want to hear it. Because he's he's dead set on achieving what he wants to do. And I think that works well, too. This is a movie that has one of the best villains who is, you know, villainous, certainly willing to sacrifice a, a young woman. And yet, you kind of get it. Um, I think that's a very difficult thing to pull off. And I think they achieved it pretty well uh i 
I think this is one of the better superhero movies ever made, to be honest. It's a very, very strong biff for me. Um, well, uh, I think we have covered this and, and we are also going to continue on covering, uh, some of the subsequent movies here. It's the, it's the, the, leading up to the summer of Hugh Jackman. The summer of Hugh Jackman. It's a (laughs) Hugh summer. Um, well, yeah, we should mention the, uh, the Deadpool and Wolverine trailer, as we just were talking about, debuted, Mm -hmm. uh, just yesterday as we're recording this. Um, and so I think a very appropriate time for us to be celebrating our Wolverine-mas? I don't know. What's the name of the holiday? Uh, sure. sure. There's no... (laughs) There's no holiday for Wolverine. <laughs> He's always working. It's just turkey carving season. <laughs> it's Canada Day. Canada Day. That's right. Um, I'm very. I'm excited to see that movie. I think it's an interesting yeah. and bold choice. I'm glad that Disney is is basically given Ryan Reynolds and his team like seems like freedom. yeah. It seems like the same kind of movie that they had the previous two. Yeah. Uh, so I'm sure we'll be talking about that when it comes out. I, I'm remiss. I need to go back and see the second Deadpool movie, which I actually haven't seen. Um, but we'll get it's there. pretty good. I yeah. don't even like Deadpool, but man, I, movies I, I do. Me. I like him in the comics, but I think he's got his, he's, he can be deployed very effectively, but he can also yeah. be a little bit over the top. And, um, the movies do a nice job of making him disp- be everything that he is in the comics and yet not be totally uh uh something i don't have any interest in watching so kudos yeah. to them for all they've pulled yeah. off with that i do love those movies like i i did not want either of them you know what i mean they'd be like okay here's the slate deadpool wanted deadpool too like okay, that sucks but uh wow they both had so much heart uh it's the kind of thing that uh, like James Gunn pulls off too. I feel like you know, like okay, I don't really like the attitude here, but holy cow, uh, the heart is just so evident, and 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 the care for the characters and the care for the relationships is just so uh, surfaced more than the okay, we're you know, I'm gonna do gun kata and like. <laughs> chop people up with swords while I'm reloading my Muzi kind of thing. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah. Um, well, okay. We will be back uh, in our next episode to talk about X2? Sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> what, was a question? What, I don't know. What else do you want to talk about? I, I mean, I don't know. Batman 89, I guess. It seems like that's come up a lot. But, you know, and Superman, which is foundational. We've, we've, already, done we've already discussed. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, I mean, I, I think I'm enjoying re looking at the X Men movies. Yeah. I think. Me too. I was going to say all of which I've seen, but all of which I've seen up to a point. <laughs> um, really? When did, you, when did you get off the wagon? Um, I think the last one I saw was. Oh, days of yeah. future past. I didn't see. I didn't see all of um. What's the Dark Phoenix? The Dark Phoenix. Yeah, I watched a little bit of that, and then I just turned it. I never never went back to it. Hmm. Hmm. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think you're giving away our ratings right now. Which is <laughs> the only the only reason people well, tune in. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure. <laughs> 
we'll 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 come back to it. <laughs> uh, well, all right, that's all we've got time for. Uh, as a reminder, if you'd like to send us uh, a letter, uh, you can do a self-addressed stamped envelope to biff at the uh, or you can find us on Mastodon, where we are at biff at zippelin um, and of course, you can reach any of us there on Mastodon or on the Incomparable Member Discord. At least some of us are there some of the time. So you can always put up the Biff signal. Um, but I would like to thank my co-hosts and favorite mutant brothers for being here. John Maltz, always a pleasure. Uh, don't, don't electrocute frogs or toads, please, people. Either one, really. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Guy English, thank you for being here. Mutant and proud. <laughs> And thank you, everybody not, out there. Not from that's this a, movie. But that's man, a silly line in general. Yeah. 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 Oof. Uh, thank you, everybody out there, for listening. Uh, we appreciate all your support, especially those of you who are members at theincomparable.com slash members, which is a way to get many extra hours of content as well as interaction with our community. Um, this show has no ads and has never had ads. And so we rely entirely on the support of you fine people. And we appreciate it. And we're glad that you choose to support us. Um, this is not a member read, just me being thankful. Uh, but we will be back uh, next time and see you then. Why does it matter if it's a member read or not? Like this. I don't know. I mean, because people don't expect... Honestly, none of the shows say anything about membership, except on member yeah. season. And I always feel like, I don't know, I'll call out these people all the time. Like, we don't need to wait until a special time of year to say thank you I for being a member. completely agree. Yeah. I'd kind of... Man, some of the time I want to make this show a little bit more professional. And then I realize that, well, it takes me eight weeks to edit one episode, so that's probably not going to happen.